Before we jump into this episode, just a quick reminder, we are playing in the 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons system using the Humblewood campaign setting. If you would like to look uh, up any more information about any of those, uh, the links will be in the description of this podcast. Welcome to Guaranteed Adventures, where the story might change, but the adventure is guaranteed. Guaranteed! Guaranteed! For your money back. <laughs> were, we, were we supposed to do something? No, uh, oh, did you got to get that memo? This, <laughs> oh, sorry, I was. Uh, it's, it's a draft, the email draft memo. I, I forgot to send it. So, uh, I am your GM, Tim, and going around the table, we've got... Nathan playing Bertram Honksleaf. Seth playing Otis Segrain. The other Seth playing Quill Graybell. Hey, yo, it's Kyle. <laughs> What's up, Kyle? Who's yo, Kyle yo, you were the opposite of gangster. Like, <laughs> yeah, just you were the whitest boy in the room. <laughs> just go to our website and you can see a character- cartoonized version of Kyle. That's very gangster. <laughs> uh, I play uh, Jean Autant. <laughs> the Moose Knight. I don't Moose like Knight. the way that you're glaring at me. It was a joke. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable right Last time on Maplewood, uh, you guys defeated a pack of bandits and rifled through some of their stuff and found some clues that may or may not help you on your quest uh, to figure out what has happened to your sapling. Uh, Otis interrogated Wesley and found out that the bandits are following someone they call the True Maple. Uh, He also found out where the device teleports them to and that the bandits received the same prophecy that our adventurers received. Jean burst in and arrested both of them and took them back to the monastery. Bertram and Quill found some information about the tenders and the bandits who are calling themselves the true tenders. Uh, The group decided then to go up to Winnowing Reach or go into the marsh. I think you're still kind of between those two decisions and either take out the bandits uh, or try and find out more information uh, from the tenders at uh, Winnowing Reach. Not the true tenders. The original tenders. You guys are outside of the town right now, just uh, a little bit on the north side. Uh, what would you like to start off doing? We have a bunch of like papers and stuff, right? Yes. You, from what you got from the bandit group, you've got a bunch of pages that look like they've been ripped out of books. Um, you've got some newspaper clippings, some different articles. Uh, and a children's book, too, called, uh, it's here somewhere, there, uh, Mockton Cavern Tales, a kind of children's fantasy uh, book. Okay. Oh, I loved that book when I was a kid. Oh, you're familiar with this? Yeah. Are you not? I I didn't have much of a childhood, I'm going to be honest. So, no, I did not have much time. Uh, what <laughs> what was the, what's, I mean, besides reading it, what's the synopsis? Ah, oh, it's great. And I'll start flipping the pages as I flip through it. It tells like the story of creation and how the Amaranth put it all together. They sang their beautiful song, you know. The magic, like the power of creation, it got left over in the Mockton Caverns. And everybody's been looking for it since. They call it the Shards of Creation. So all sorts of people have gone looking for it, but nobody's ever found them. Shards of Creation. Anyway, what else do we got here? Well, I was just looking at 
Oh, I know. We were talking about the children's book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were I, also looking at the children's book? Oh, oh, yeah. I, like, I like the pictures. <laughs> I'm just going to grab some papers and start looking through them. Yeah, I'll, yes. uh, I'll, I'll share the, the, the load with um, Otis. Okay. Uh, make an investigation check. Anyone who's kind of searching through this stuff, uh, make an investigation check for me. And you can do it with advantage since you guys are doing it together. Good. That was a natural one. I rolled a seven. <laughs> Oh, there we go. That's an 18. Nice. Uh, and that was a two. <laughs> Advantage! <laughs> I'm back, baby! Back. Wait, Nothing's changed! Did you roll two ones? I rolled a one and a two. Oh, okay, I thought you were saying you had a two total. <laughs> oh, no, I had a one and a two. A one and a two. And a two. So, and a four. <laughs> and, let's go! That's really what's going through uh, <laughs> his head, Quill's head. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and pass out some information here that uh, you guys find. We just got a letter. <laughs> a letter. All right. Uh, so, Quill, I don't think you really found much of anything of use. I am now fascinated with this children's book. Bertram and I are looking at this together <laughs> going, oh, my gosh. It is beautifully illustrated. Like, you can get lost in these pictures. That and I am. Yes. <laughs> I am getting lost. Very clearly lost. Unfortunately. Uh Otis, uh, I'm going to hand you uh, some information that you found on uh, in your research. Uh, Otis is going to furiously devour these, all these papers and everything and try to make sense of it. And then, like, his eyes are just going to get progressively wider uh, until finally his silence breaks. And he says, they, they found him. What? They found him. Found what? Who found what? The shards. They found the shards. Look, look at this. Uh, and I'll hold up the book that's, what is it, the Hasselpaw and Beckett book? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, there's pages ripped out of that book, um, but it comes from the book Hasselpaw and Beckett, Inventors, Heroes, or Monsters, a biography. They went to the Mockton, like, Darius Hasselpaw is his name. He went to the caverns, and he found the shards. This guy Beckett joined him along the way, and they got together, and they got the shards, or at least a couple of them. It looks like, from what I can tell, the shards gave him some sort of power. So, like, Hasselpaw became this amazing inventor, and Beckett became this guy that could, like, tell whatever people wanted, and so they worked together to market their creations all over the world. Interesting. Do you think that the shards that they got is in this children's book? Like, I'm just trying to make the connection here. Otis is going to stare at him dumbfounded. <laughs> <laughs> it pains me to play this as my character right now. Because <laughs> I really want to help. <laughs> Quill, go ahead and make a history check. Thank you for the chance. Yeah, no problem. Natural 20! Uh, yeah, so you uh, so you remember uh, from, mostly from, since you have kids, you know that there is a distinct difference. So Hasselpah and Beckett were creating trinkets for years and years, but there is a very stark difference that happened about uh, 12 years ago when their their trinkets and their toys and stuff shot up in like quality and what they can do and stuff like that. Uh, where before it was just like this little wooden figurine. After that time, it was, uh, you know, it could dance or do little, you know, tricks or something like that. Uh, so there is a very, that's kind of what you remember uh, that what brings to mind as you're hearing this. So I wonder if, after they received the shards, that is when their toys started becoming more interactive and engaging and 
honestly just more magical. Like it seemed like you would never even thought these could have existed prior to that. I'm going to pull out the trinket that I have. Can anybody tell if this has any magic on it? Everybody's furiously checks their character sheet to make sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, I, I literally have no experience with magic, so I couldn't even make an arc. I don't, I don't think Otis would even make an arcana roll or anything because he just knows nothing. <laughs> At least two of you have spells. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but like, kind of. I yeah. have one level in character. Thank you very much. <laughs> Am I really the only like spellcaster? I mean, I guess paladin, but we got like half casters all around. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I guess Otis because he is putting the pieces uh, together, sort of. Of I will with gu- cast guidance on you as giving like. As I'm like looking through the picture book, or just flipping between the picture book, absolutely and like it. touch my shoulder, like, <laughs> yep, like, oh yes, do this. You do, you can do this. Oh, you yeah, do so. good, hedgehog. You do good. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> so that's uh, add a d4 right to the roll. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. So I guess I'll just try Arcana, I guess, to see if I notice anything magical about this toy, and because yeah. it, it has a dh on it, right, or a d uh, b hb hb. Yes. Yes. It has that stamped on the bottom. That would be with the guidance. Thank you. A 14. 14? Uh, yeah. So you see on, as you're kind of looking at it, you can see that there are definitely moving parts that are not just like the arms and the legs and things like that. Um, and at the bottom, you see different circles that are in, uh, like there's a half circle, a full circle, three quarter circle. Uh, and you can tell from that that like when the moon is in a certain position, it this little trinket assumes a certain character so it's uh oh. and it's they're all different uh gods from the amaranth so there's different bird folk that assumes or humble folk that it just kind of morphs into that shape and it's that for that moon cycle and on based on my natural 20 history check can i this is definitely post uh when they found the shards okay wait i was still kind of a kid when the great calamity happened were Hasselpah and Beckett doing stuff before that? Yes. And it would was it around that same time that they jumped up? Yeah, I remember it happening almost like a year or two right before the calamity. Uh, I'm going to hold up a newspaper clipping slowly. Guys, look at this. This says that Hasselpah and Beckett, they were working out of the grove before the calamity. Uh, Darius Hasselpah had his workshop there. I guess, I guess it says Beckett worked out of Ashboro. But Darius Hasselpaw was definitely in the grove before the Calamity. And look at this. It says their last cataloged invention was said to have the ability to breathe life back into plants. Okay. So, at the very least, this is something that we have to at least pursue because we're trying... Granted, our saplings are not dead. But if they can breathe life back into dead plants, maybe it could breathe... It could heal at least our dying plant. I don't think that's what it is. I think something went wrong. Because did you, did you finish reading the children's book? Bertram's kind of been <laughs> hogging it right now. One last like, page. One last page. Sorry. Okay, here we go. Look, look, there's a moral at the end of every story in there. Oh, it warns you that if you don't return the shards of creation to their resting place, it unleashes all sorts of havoc. So you think that possibly Hassapaw took it, was in doing all these great things, this great invention, and because he didn't take it back, that's might have what started the calamity? I think so. And I think that whatever the Bandit Coalition has, I think that's that invention. Oh, shoot. 
we have to go find this. Like, we have to at least go find the invention at the very least. But then, do you think that Hasselpaul or Beckett is still alive? Seems likely, right? Do you think they're behind this or were they part of just the issue? I don't know. We'll have to ask them if we do see them. Well, okay. So if you're trying to, if if the invention was wrong and now the calamity started, that's why all this fire, I mean, the force that's devouring our plant life, do you think that they're trying to steal the, the energy from the saplings to fuel whatever invention that they have? To sort of like try to counteract the fact that there's chaos from the shard? Not necessarily. Maybe. I'm going to pull out the... Pro- Otis is going to pull out the prophecy that he's had. Yeah. How beautiful my children were. Will they ever be this way again? My branches feel stiff and dry. They shine as spring comes closer and bringing with it my end. I think we have to get these... I think we have to find whatever shard they've got and return it before the spring. Otherwise, it's going to destroy everything, right? Yeah. That makes sense. Maybe we should still go to Winnowing Reach. See if the tenders know anything about what happened during the calamity. Maybe they know about Hasselpaw and Beckett. Maybe they can give us some more information. I mean, there's been rumors of the tenders, but we haven't heard. I mean, I haven't heard anything in our training that they exist anymore, but they've got, I mean, someone's got to have lived and they were closest to winnowing reach. So I think that's where we should still head. And then if we got to get that invention, we got to get that device, whatever they were using to cause all this destruction. The swamp is basically on the way to Winnowing Reach, isn't it? Uh, kind of, yeah. You can skirt around the, the swamp's edge uh, on your way up there, uh, or you can go... Uh, it would be a little bit out of your way to go through the swamp. I think we should go through the swamp. Because right now, we have one advantage over Sherwin Frostrock, and that is that he doesn't know that we have Wesley. Mm. I can easily disguise myself as Wesley, but if I show up at camp a week from now, that's going to be incredibly suspicious. But if we go right there, I might actually be able to get in as Wesley. How do you, how do you know Wesley? He was a cir- he was a circus performer back in the day. He came through Maple Heart all the time. He swindled my dad out of some money. We it, we ran into each other a couple of times. I got into a little bit of trouble when I was younger. Can I make an inside check? Absolutely, you can make an inside check. Here we go. Okay, <laughs> I can do it. You can do it. Do you want me to roll anything? Uh, not yet. Just freaking take it. <laughs> Four. Four? Well, yeah. if, if, I, right. if, I, if I add something to it, it's... Uh, yeah, go ahead and add seven. the modifier. You're seven? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's... Uh, I mean, it's plausible. You are so lucky that I have <laughs> never been able to roll like higher than a ten. <laughs> I mean, I have a plus ten persuasion and deception. So yeah, if I, I understand that. Someone. But it's to your advantage the fact that I can't yep. roll above a ten right yeah. now on any of those rolls. Uh, what is Jean doing while they're kind of having this whole conversation and and everything like that? Uh, Jean's just been staring blankly out <laughs> and just like out into the trees. He just, just has, like, like, white noise going in his he's head. He's just kind of, like, imagining fighting in the trees. It's like, he's always battle-ready, so he's just, like, wondering if someone tries to attack them right now, what he would do and all nice. that stuff. Uh, go ahead and make a perception check for me. That's always a good sign. That is a 10. A 10. Nice. Uh, kind of looking into the trees, because you're, you're on the edge of town. Uh, the, you can see the marsh from where you're at. Are you looking, like, more into the marsh or more into the forest? He's just kind of just 
blankly staring, just kind of like scanning, but like not trying to see anything. He's okay. just imagining if a battle was happening. Yeah. Uh, so as you're kind of as he's kind of scanning uh, through and around, uh, you see way off in the distance uh, a brief flash uh, of light. Kind of seems like it could could have been like a firefly that was just weird and and that like it looked like it was far away at a distance, but you're not exactly sure. But it could have been something else too. Kind of just like just walk that towards it. It, it was like it, it was miles away. Oh. Yeah, you're you're able to see through the marsh uh, quite a bit. Um, but and it's getting close to dark now, and so it stood out a little ways. Is that where but, they're talking about we're going though? Yeah, that, yeah, they were talking about going into the marsh or into Winnowing Reach. Can I just start walking? <laughs> yeah, so, I'm just gonna start walking. <laughs> yeah, so Jean just like starts taking off. Wait, Jean, Jean, hold up. What are you? Are we done with the talk talk? Now we can do the walk walk. Yeah, the point. Wait. You're walking straight towards the swamp? Uh, we? Great. Quill, you can get us through the swamp without dying? Yes. Great. Okay, but we need a few things before we go. (laughs) Okay, fine. (laughs) We need incense. We need candles. We need string. We need to make sure we've got some rope. We need at least two more crossbows. Where are you going with this? What what are we missing? (laughs) Oh, and we need acorns. (laughs) Do we want to know? I've got a plan. Okay, famous last words. All right, why don't why don't you guys start headed to the marsh? I'll go pick up those things. I can catch up to you guys a lot quicker. Well, it's it's getting close to night, so if you go through the the marsh now, it'll be pretty difficult. Like, well, the marsh is still a while far away, right? It's. I mean, you're in marsh view, so you can see. Oh, it's in view. It's yeah, that makes it's sense. literally <laughs> in view there. So. I obviously knew that. Of course you did. Yes, which I is, didn't put that together. Yes. Yeah. But... <laughs> I just conveniently forgot for story purposes, okay? Oh, it, was, it was a purely a comedy bit. Yes. Ha, well, ha, 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 ha. Good bit. I don't want to stay in the, our hometown anymore. <laughs> I want to leave. You can camp on the outskirts. You don't have to stay I will, in town. Um, Otis, do you have any money from the Maple? Yeah. Great. Why don't you go back in? Yeah, uh, I can catch up. Yeah. Great. I'm well, pretty sure I'm faster than everyone. Why don't we? Why don't we just get to the edge of the marsh? I mean, I know it's in view, but let's just get there so that way we can just get up and go. Sweet. I'll I'll find us a good spot to sleep. Yeah. Can I get all that stuff I said? Yes. Yeah, you'll okay. be able to go. And most of that shopping stuff... montage. <laughs> Actually, most of that stuff is in the uh, the monastery, so you can just kind it. of uh, pick it out through a storehouse. You can leave some money if you want. I'll drop some. Yeah. Okay. I'll leave some. Nice. I, I have money. It, it's it's kind of a uh, honor system type thing. There's prices listed, but nothing is actually literally <laughs> <checked>. drop it. <laughs> literally drop it. Like they have the like the basket of candy. Like please only take one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you guys uh, walk uh, for maybe in about an hour or so and find a great spot to uh, bed down and uh, get out your rolls for the night. As you three, uh, Bertram Quill and uh, John, have been traveling or at least did some training together do you guys have like a routine that you would do when you were camping or something like that in your training i feel like depends on who has night vision so they would probably be the one doing the watched in the middle of the night at least yeah yeah like i i figured like since bertram is more the he's the the single one of the crowd like he's more of the the midnight hours because whether it be dealing with kids like trying to get put kids to bed or waking up early to deal with the kids like he's kind of like the i'm used to the <laughs> staying up late past not having any kids to worry about 
bedtimes schedules. I'm okay with the like a middle watch if there's a three part watch system. I think it usually probably goes that it's uh, Quill, Bertram, and then yep. Jean because Jean's used to getting up first at his house. Nice. Yep. Yeah. So I'll I'll keep first watch. Otis, you can rest. Great. You are the speaker, and we must honor that. Um, please get some rest. I'm sure you'll have to. No, he's he's not the speaker. He's the he's the maple leaf. And the speaker for the speaker. Sure. <laughs> is there is a difference? <laughs> I'm just like eating an acorn. <laughs> <laughs> is that why you wanted us to get the acorns? The acorns are important. <laughs> <laughs> they help me focus. Okay, yeah, I'll take I'll take first watch. <laughs> nice. Uh, so you guys wake up the next morning, and there has been a little bit of uh, mist that has uh, come in. Not terribly a lot, but since the marsh is marshy, uh, a marshy mist has arisen from the marshlands. So I'm going to take something, uh, as you're traveling, uh, I'm going to take something from uh, a game called Adventures in Middle-Earth, which is a Lord of the Rings kind of thing. And I love the way they do journeys, which is uh, everybody has a role that they play, and they roll a die. You do a skill check based on that role, and how well the party does as a whole uh, is determines how well the journey goes. So... Uh, there is a guide who is kind of the one making the decisions for where to go and, and what to do. There is a scout who does kind of scouts out the best path to take and gives options. There's a lookout who is obviously looking out for danger. And then there's a hunter who is doing like food gathering, you know, kind of more defense stuff, things like that. So what roles would you guys like to take? I think Seth wants to take every single role. <laughs> you got this, Quill. I don't want to take every role, but at the same time, I'm going, hmm, I'm a ranger. I can be a guide. I can be a scout. I can be a hunter. And I can be the other The one? lookout. The lookout. Yeah. I think your most valuable asset to us is scouting ahead. Fair enough. So uh, for the scout, you can make uh, nature or survival or perception checks oh, to find your way. Hands down survival. Sweet. Before you roll, what's everybody else doing? I think our guide can pretty much just follow... Whatever he's doing, right? Yes. Yeah. I can't see him very well because I'm short and stuck in the fog. <laughs> didn't I just try to lead us the, the wrong direction earlier? Yes, you did. <laughs> I can be the guide. Jean can be the guide. Jean and I the guide. have worked together well, probably. Perfect. So, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Uh, we got Lookout and Hunter left. So I'll be Lookout. <laughs> nice. mm. I think Otis is a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> can, oh, I, can someone do more than one? Uh, you can, but it'll be at disadvantage. I mean, I'm willing to try something, but I, I I can be the hunter, but I'll probably just come back with. Do you want me to be the hunter? And then... How about you be the gatherer? I'll be the gatherer. Yeah, I can be the hunter, gatherer or the lookout. I don't. I don't. I'm good yeah. with whatever. Let's do that. Okay. okay. Uh, so the guide can make very similar checks. Uh, that really, I'm not going to be as strict as they are. So give me a skill that you would like to use, and tell me how you want to use that to fulfill your your thing. Cool. So I will, as a scout, I'll go first, and then guide will be Jean. Okay. And then lookout will be Bertram. Bertram, who will just, he's just watching for danger, essentially, okay. right? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. I guess I'll start and yeah. see where we go. Go for it. What skill check are you making? Survival. Survival. I okay. get plus nine. Nice. That's a 24. 24. Sweet. Uh, all right, guide, what skill check are you, are you making? <laughs> 
Obviously, you just get to keep that natural 20 that you rolled earlier, so it doesn't matter. A lot of negatives here. Persuasion. <laughs> Lead us. Athletics? I, I like, I'm going to use my athletics <laughs> to just carry everybody. Clear yes. paths. Clear paths. Yes. Am I just allowed constantly to do that? charging. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. We'll leave a trail. Uh, that is a 20, not natural. 20. Nice. Uh, look out. So I would probably be using perception to look out, but as a barbarian, I do also have a feat called uh, Danger Sense, which, Ooh. while in the context of D and D, is more of a I like I have advantage on dexterity saving throws of yeah. things I can see. Could I argue in this case that I would be more perceptive to like the immediate vicinity, and so my head's a bit more on the swivel? Yeah. Plus, it's up the long goose neck is kind of is a bit more rotation. Always around. on a swivel. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm not quite I'll an allow it. Yeah, okay. go for it. Uh, that is a 16. 16. And then our gatherer, hunter-gatherer. I'll use nature. Yeah. Unless, for some reason, you let me use sleight of hand to pick berries. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if you want to use sleight of hand, you can use sleight of hand. I can't even convince myself it's a good <laughs> argument. I'll use nature. Oh, 11. 11. Nice. Not bad. Well, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A so. Very average roll. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sweet. So you guys just trucking through this uh, this way. You, Quill, are able to find uh, like some tracks and some paths that are definitely not from uh, the creatures who live in the marsh. Uh, so you're able to kind of follow some of those. Uh, and as you've kind of been going along, Bertram, you start hearing uh, this awful kind of terrible squawking sound. But every once in a while, it sounds like uh, a clatter of of bones that just kind of like clatter, and then uh, there's a terrible like. Uh, I think he would probably try to get everyone to, like to like stay stay in one place, and then like wait to see if he hears anything else. And if there's like silence, he'll just kind of after like a couple of seconds be like, "All right, keep going." There is silence after a couple of seconds, but then it picks up again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so it's a repeat process at first, like the first couple times then, but then as soon as he kind of realizes it's going to keep happening, it's just like, just keep going. <laughs> okay. It's kind of moving too. So it's not, it's not like it's following you, but it's moves moving from like left to right in front of you. Okay. Uh, like left to right, then like, does it go back? Left, uh, no, or? it just oh, kind okay. of goes and then it starts going, uh, uh, keeps going off. Uh, I just kind of keep my head kind of pivoted towards it as where you keep going forward but just kind of keep looking that direction uh as you're kind of keep walking a little bit further quill you find in the the mud of the marsh and the grass and everything uh some very uh like skeletal imprints of what looks like bird's feet uh that are kind of tracking uh a way off but then you also see right in the middle of them a very clear shoe prints uh they look Kind of uh, like chicken feet, not skeletal chicken feet, sure. but like regular chicken feet. Are they? So Which there's a subtle difference. <laughs> a layer of skin. <laughs> a layer of skin that you know. Interesting. <laughs> so skeletal feet on either side. Mm-hmm. Would I make the assumption then that there are two skeletal things carrying a chicken thing, a chicken being, or more? No, it, it looks like the chicken footprints came first, then the skeleton chicken footprints came second. Am I familiar with like skeletal creatures? Uh, ooh, make a make a history check. Dirty twenty. Nice. Yeah. So 
it's not very often, but there are definitely tales of birdfolk skeletons in the marshes uh, that kind of come around and kind of harass people. They're, they're not a huge issue. Nobody really knows why they've came about. Some people think it was due to the great calamity. Some people swear they've seen them beforehand. It really becomes a problem when a group of them come together and form uh, what is called a cobble fright, which is a big amalgamation of uh, birdfolk skeletons. Uh, Bertram, did you point out the sound to us or? Yes. Okay. I would have stopped and then kind of. Pointed that direction? Yep. Pointed the direction as I'm hearing it move. I think Quill um, in his training knows that um, being familiar with the land and mm-hmm. it being a ranger, he's probably probably going to try to scout <laughs> looking at Otis eating an acorn. <laughs> um, he's going to um, recommend that they keep going and um, look at Jean and say, could you make your signal about every like three minutes so I can come back and find you? Um, meaning um, there's um, something that um, Jean just kind of racks on his antler rack, just kind of just a, nice. a signal. So that way I have a, a point back so that way they can keep going. But I'm going to scout ahead and then be able to find them on the way back. Nice. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to scout ahead, see if there's a gallus, uh, one of the chicken folk, to see if they need help or if this is just, uh, let's just stay out of this. We have a mission. Let's go. Yeah. Awesome. Um, you're able to scout ahead and you start seeing more of these tracks uh, kind of co- converging uh, kind of to one uh, to one spot. Okay. Uh, and as you kind of follow them a little bit, you you start hearing that that same like squawking, you know, awful sound. Um, but then you also hear a very uh, faint like, no, stop, get away. What are you doing? Okay. Uh, definitely somebody yelling. Cool. I think I'm going to quickly take one of my quill arrows and uh, light it on fire and then listen to where the the rack noises that Jean is making and okay. just like shoot it towards them. Obviously not at them, but like right, right. so that way um, that's just a signal for them to come in the direction that it, um, it was lit. Uh, nice. Go ahead and make uh, an attack roll. You want to roll well on this. 24. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Uh, if you rolled poorly, it would have uh, done a luck check to hit one of them, but uh, you didn't. So cool. So you you shoot it. You guys start see this flaming arrow uh, come from uh, kind of a more north uh, direction, kind of and goes sails over your head. Uh, and John, you know exactly what that means. What was that? Is somebody shooting at us? It is Quill. <laughs> He's letting us know he needs us. Quill is just like so <laughs> ready, like just waiting in the muck. So I'll lead everyone towards where I think the arrow came from. Sweet, yeah. So you guys uh, all start going that direction, uh, and when you're getting closer, the sound of the squawking starts getting louder and louder, and you start hearing um, uh, a very clear uh, something like, "Like help, help me! Is anyone there? Help!" I'm going to um, give them just a quick overview. Otis, I'm not sure if you're familiar with what's going on. Otis looks visibly spooked and shakes his head no. Okay. There there were definitely uh, stories of bird skeletons and cobble frights in the children's tale. Okay. So I've heard of them. Yes. But I've never seen them. Uh, I'm going to look at the other two gentlemen. This is what we do. Let's take care of business. Save who we got to save. Mess with the honk. You get the bonk. <laughs> nice. Otis, I'm going to say, 
observe and go in when you can. Otis nods. And I would say um, one thing that you're going to want to be aware of is the skeletals um, work better with you smashing versus slicing. So if you have any way to smash versus slice, I know you are you have daggers, but if you can smash, that's going to be a lot easier for you. I have nothing to smash with. I, I stab. Uh, Bertram smash. <laughs> Bertram smash. Jean or uh, Bertram, do you have any other, like a hammer or anything that Otis can borrow? I, borrow. I look at my war hammer and I'm like... No, you keep I that. Have, I have one. <laughs> um, I don't think I have any. I have a quarter staff. Will you use that? No. Sure. Go for it. Yeah. I think okay. I'm proficient with that. Okay. Because it's uh, not a martial weapon, is it? No, it shouldn't nope, be. No. D6, but then I think you can use two hands. Yeah, so then you can get yeah. D8. You can get D8 if you use two handed. Is it like twice the size of me? <laughs> no, it's just a quarter staff. So it's oh, okay. So it's like a sword it's like for me. Perfect. Yeah, it was it's like a quarter staff for you. It's like the yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, it, it's a good half three quarter staff for me. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. what I was racking against my antlers to signal him. I like it. All right, so you guys uh, start rolling up uh, to to where the sound is. Uh, and you're physically rolling. <laughs> physically rolling. I am a hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the scenery around uh, there are definitely kind of pools of water and uh, some like little running streams here and there with tufts of grass. Uh, but as you're kind of getting closer and closer to the sound, uh, you see there's a small island that's there uh, with a couple of trees. And as you're you're looking, you see in in one of the taller trees uh, there's this uh, gallus, this chicken guy who's dressed all in uh, very kind of fancy looks more like ceremonial robes and there is a large uh, skeleton just kind of amalgamation of all these like bird folk things that's trying to claw and paw up the tree uh, to try and get to him and then there's a couple of other smaller ones uh, that are kind of around too but let's roll initiative Nat 20. Nice. All right. Uh, Jean. 17. Quill. 26. Uh, Bertram. 7. 7. And Otis. 15. 15. Nice. Uh, and I think before we get into this fight, I think we're going to call it there. Oh, you. Yeah, you. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Uh, this is Guaranteed Adventures right on uh. the edge of a fight. Come back next week to hear uh, if our how well our adventurers uh, defeat this cobble fright. Uh, going around the table, we've got Nathan playing Bertram Hongsleaf, Seth playing Otis Sagrain. I'm the other Seth playing Quill Graybell, and I'm Kyle playing Jean Auton. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Guaranteed Adventures is brought to you by Tim Gallegos as our GM, Nathan Kuypers, Seth Guthrie, Kyle Bateman, and myself, Seth Kleinert. Our theme song was created by Rob Benson, and our Maplewood theme is Wonderland by Roman Senny K Music. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GU Adventure Pod. Please feel free to give us a rating on your podcast platform of choice and share it with your friends. Thanks so much for sticking around to the end of the episode, and here's a preview of our next episode coming out next week. Um, I would like to try to land on the 
Cobble Fright. Yep. Yeah. And I like to bonus action rage though as I'm in the air. Like, yes. <laughs> Let's go. What does it look like as you're gliding down? Uh, oh no, I'm not gliding. Oh, you're just falling. <laughs> I'm just going, I'm just yes. going like I'm just going to uh, suplex more. Like rain of fire. <laughs> Give him the people's elbow. <laughs> Sonic boom. <laughs>